Welcome to season two of Secondary Sideline. I'm your host, Tara Gillespie, and today we're going to be talking about everything that's happened from the Super Bowl to the current preseason. I guess if we're going with that timeline, we have to address the end of season one. It was a bit of a dark time for me, but I'm willing to set aside my differences to address the ending of that season. The Bengals played the Chiefs, as you may recall, and as you also may recall, the Chiefs had the help of the refs the entire game. So nothing more on that. Um, the Eagles beat the 49ers, who were playing with their third-string quarterbacks. So they weren't exactly playing with their full potential. And then after that night, I kind of just checked out. It was somewhat of a traumatic event for me. Then enter the Super Bowl, Eagles versus Chiefs, Kelsey brother versus Kelsey brother. The most notable event of this night was Rihanna's halftime show, in which I defended her like no other for her postpartum weight, just for her to actually be pregnant. So that was humbling. Speaking of actual terms of the game, the Chiefs were down 24-14 at halftime, and Mahomes had an ankle injury. In the second half, it was kind of back and forth, but the game really boiled down to the last two minutes when a BS call on holding turned everything in the Chiefs' favor. So instead of the last chance for the Eagles to score a touchdown and win, the Chiefs won in a very anticlimactic way with a field goal. Anywho, moral of the story is that the Bengals have been slighted for the second year in a row, but I'm feeling like this season might be the one to secure the bag. Moving on, the offseason brought some interesting trades and contracts worth mentioning. First off, Tom Brady officially retired, which is beyond upsetting considering he divorced his wife for a mediocre season at best. In late March, Lamar Jackson announced his request for a trade from the Ravens, saying that the organization was not interested in meeting his value, and then a little less than a month later, Jackson signed for a $260 million five-year contract extension. I feel like this amount came to a surprise to many, considering that the Ravens actually ended their season with quarterback Tyler Huntley, but hopefully Lamar can do something with this Met value. I feel like there's always been a high pressure on him, and I hope that this season he can actually exceed some expectations. The Bengals picked up Orlando Brown, the left tackle that might actually be able to protect Joe Burrow more effectively than what he's had to work with in the past couple of years, as we all know. The Lions signed C.J. Gardner-Johnson, part-time safety, part-time lyrical genius. According to Gardner Johnson's Twitter, or X now, he's making a song called Oddball, and I think I'm more excited to hear it than watch any Lions game this season. The Bears got DJ Moore, who we remember caught that Hail Mary pass last season that was circulating on social media for a while, and I think Chicago fans were somewhat on the fence about this pickup, but the biggest thing to remember is, one, he's the answer we're all looking for, a wide receiver for fields, two, he's been fairly consistent, and three, he's only 26 years old. And then lastly, I know you guys have been waiting for me to talk about this, The best news of them all, Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. I wish him all of the worst. Now, on to the draft. I just want to take a minute to highlight a couple of my favorite draft picks. I just think that they're worth mentioning. First, the Carolina Panthers with their first pick, Bryce Young from Alabama. This is shockingly the first overall pick from Alabama in 74 years. The last one was Harry Gilmer, a quarterback in 1948. Young is only 5'10", but known for his mobility, and similar to Justin Fields, he's fast, confident in his play, and he plays with that three-second memory, so mistakes rarely affect his gameplay. Another term for that is Joe Burrow confidence, so it must be a Heisman winner thing. 
The second and third pick both went to the Texans, and I think we can confidently say that was very much needed after their last season. The second pick was C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State. He's been compared to Dak Prescott, decisive, and good in the pocket. And then the third pick, Will Anderson Jr., also from Alabama. He is the outside linebacker that is predicted to scare all the quarterbacks this season. He has strong hands and is relentless. I would say out of the whole draft, Anderson is one of the two players I'm most excited to see play. Next up, we have the quarterback from Florida, Anthony Richardson, who went to the Colts for the fourth pick. This pick was considered to be somewhat of an insecurity from Indy fans because he doesn't seem to be that consistent. However, he has worked with Jalen Hurts in the past and is said to share some similar qualities, so this one's somewhat up in the air. And then number five, Devon Witherspoon from the Fighting Illini to Seattle. Remember when I said that Anderson was one of the two I was most excited to see play? Well, Witherspoon would be the other half of that equation, but not for his outstanding quarterback abilities. No, 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 no. The only reason I'll be watching him is because he is by far the best-looking guy to come out of this draft class. I guess the University of Illinois has one good thing to come out of that institution. Peter Skaronsky is a special draft for the people on the northwest side of Chicago because he went to Maine South High School in Park Ridge, which is like less than 10 minutes away from me. The Tennessee Titans selected this 6'4", 313-pound offensive tackle in the first round as the 11th pick in the draft. I wonder if Skaronsky ever indulged in Superdog back in his day, because I think I'm about one super cheesy from being an offensive tackle myself. <laughs> Next up, preseason things to look out for. Joe Burrow suffered a calf injury, but we're looking at this like the second coming of Christ, because many fans, including myself, thought it was involving the ACL, which would have just caused way more issues for us Bengal fans. Burrow was looking to be back by the first game of the regular season, so the timing was issued pretty well. More recent preseason news, Ezekiel Elliott goes to the Patriots, Delvin Cook signed with the Jets, and Joe Mixon was found not guilty of aggravated menacing during a traffic dispute. I think Joe Mixon hired Harvey Specter or the equivalent as his lawyer because that guy gets away with literally anything that he ever does. Next up, Michael Orr has been the topic of conversation recently. He was the subject of The Blind Side, which sold the plot of this well-off family, the Tuies, adopting Orr to allow him to play football, receive exposure, and go into the NFL. But Orr has made recent claims that the Tuies lied to him and had him sign a conservatorship instead of actually adopting him. The blind side grossed over $330 million, which he has claimed to see none of. Former 49ers quarterback Trey Lance has been traded to the Dallas Cowboys after being drafted in 2021 and having injuries in both the 2021 and 2022 seasons. Lance said there's no bad blood between him and the 49ers, and the 49ers are putting their confidence into Brock Purdy, who I'm actually excited to see start this season. And then for our last news story of the episode, the NFL has made more than a couple rule changes for the upcoming season, one of which was that all of the teams had to cut down to a 53-man roster, and when the New England Patriots were cutting down, they only left one quarterback on the roster, Mac Jones. So Bailey Zappa, who we saw some of last season, along with Trace McSorley, has been released. So before I sign off here, I do want to say that secondary sideline has been undergoing some changes for season two. First of all, if you don't follow the Instagram account, Stop this episode right now, type it into your Instagram search engine, and go get a follow at Secondary Sideline. If you don't have Instagram, you're going to make an account and you're going to follow it. If you do follow the account, then you may or may not have seen that I now attend the University of Iowa. This may come as a shock, it was one for me too, but my standards were a good communications program, a good football program, and a rival of the University of Illinois. I mean, if you can even call it a rivalry, it's somewhat one-sided. Now, the reason I'm saying all this is because all my loyal listeners know that this is a relatively new podcast. I'm very accepting of all constructive criticism, and I've just been listening to my season one episodes. I find them somewhat hard to follow, 
So with that being said, season two is going to have a slightly different format and more structured format. Something new I'm going to add in this new and improved format, along with all your NFL news, of course, is how the Hawkeyes do every Saturday, because I feel like that is just as relevant of news as any. Why listen to me talk about the top scandals of the NFL when you can hear me talk about a new player at the University of Iowa found guilty of sports betting again? But the new Iowa update is all I will tell you about the Season 2 changes. You will have to listen to our second episode of Season 2 just to see what the format will look like and how the content will change going further. So I will talk to you next time the week of September 7th when the Bears face the Packers and the Bengals face the Browns.